Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up out of bed to pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 68 to 79. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Malachi chapter 3, verses 5 through 12. So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers and their, of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you will ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Philippians chapter 1 verses 12 through 18. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. 
but what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Well, this morning, the final verse of the reading, verse 79, is reminiscent of the passage from Matthew and Isaiah about living in darkness. I spoke in the reflection about the tribes of Zebulon and Naphtali. And here in, the, in what's called the, the Song of Zechariah, uh, who's the father of John the Baptist, um, it's a prelude to John's ministry, which is entirely dedicated to preparing the way for Jesus. And uh, his purpose and Jesus' purpose is to shine on those living in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the path of peace. It made me think um, of Psalm 23, which I also spoke about on Monday about being in that valley, and a lot of soldiers and veterans linger there. Um, a lot of, uh, when you lose the meaning and community that you once had in the military and you get out, it's easy to rest on your laurels and loiter in the valley, but that's not what it's there for. Um, the third reading this morning from Philippians, I've called, the, I've called Philippians Paul's letter to veterans. It's the only place where and in this passage, we mentioned it explicitly, the palace guard, which is uh, either the imperial guard, which is the praetorian guard, which guarded Caesar, or it could possibly be the, the temple guard of um, Antonia Fortress, which um, was in Jerusalem and supplied the, the protection for the tax collector in Luke 3. Um, but it's a letter to veterans because the the community of Philippi was set up um, as a colony for veterans after um, the, a major battle, the last battle of the Republic, really, where Octavian defeated the forces of uh, Brutus, essentially, the, the people who murdered Caesar because he was Caesar, and that signaled the end of the Republic. And it's to Philippi where Octavian retires, not just that group that fought in the last battle of the Republic, but also, you know, another handful of years later, um, 28 years later, he retires his own Praetorian Guard. And so Philippi is like Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, Jacksonville, North Carolina, Barstow, California, um, uh, these military towns. And Paul knows it. Paul doesn't browbeat people for being in the military. This is just a couple of generations after the Battle of Philippi. Um, and the, the letter of Philippi is known to most biblical scholars who don't seem to care as much about why Philippi is significant. Um, they call it Paul's letter of joy because he admonishes them uh, to, to, he reminds them to be joyful. And this closing line um, I'll return to, I hope, again and again. Um, because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice especially if you're in the military, if you're a military family, think of those things that are worthy of rejoicing. 
Um, think about what it means to walk out of the valley or to continue to process through the valley instead of loitering there, instead of uh, lingering in these places where you're only supposed to be um, an alien and a sojourner. Um, what are the things that will call you out of that valley? What are the things that are worth rejoicing? Here ends my reflection. Prayer for those in the armed forces of our country, from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care and keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them, and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.